Ladies and gentlemen, Comedy Roundtable. Coming up on this episode. No. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, you know, it's a geriatric uh, Disney World. Oh, the obvious is to go to is farting. Oh, right? Back in the 80s, being a club DJ when you were 25 years old, there was a potential felony every night. Well, I went to Catholic schools growing up. Okay, yeah, so exactly. The nuns, I don't know who's going to be listening to this, but I wonder if there was just an unwritten rule from the contractors that if you find a bone, just keep going. We have saved a chair for you, our listener, and we've also saved a chair here at the roundtable for our guest this evening, Mark Evans. Welcome to the Comedy Roundtable. Mark, good to have you. Great to be here. So welcome to the roundtable. We're here uh, actually doing a little bit different this episode. We've been, we've been throwing so many wild card settings. Right. Normally we're in the diner between shows. Ah. We've done live show at a comic convention. Where Which one? Were, the, the Atlanta Comic okay. Convention. And we had a live audience. Went, went great. Went terrific. Yep. Now we're actually on stage at the punchline with our guest, Mark Evans. I think it's good that we keep moving locations because I've noticed when we were at the round table too much, like people started to, to know that we were going to be right. there. And then the crowds would start up front. And the paparazzi would set up outside. Right. By, by moving like this, we kind of keep people on their toes. Keeps right. the process servers at bay. Yeah, yes. I said the, the police. Yeah. Also yes. the feds. Stay yeah. a step ahead. Right. Yes. <laughs> Comedy round table, not yet subpoenaed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so Mark, what you been up to? How you been? Things going? Oh, you survived the hurricane? Yeah, Hurricane Ian uh, just scraped us. Yeah, doing pretty good. Down in, being down in Florida now, um, the pandemic never really slowed comedy down. Didn't slow anything down in Florida, but you survived. Yeah, no storm damage. You had a, you lost a what a cup holder, a cup off the holder on the boat? pontoon boat. That was critical. Uh, oh. We did have a small hole in the roof, but it was uh, nothing compared to some of our neighbors. Wow, but, uh, cup holder though. Yeah, and a shingle tore a seat in the boat too. So that's that hurt. Gosh, single no, no, was I, nothing, but you're calling the insurance company after the cup holder's gone, right? right? Yeah, I mean, when will the <laughs> yeah. tragedy stop? Yeah. Right? It's a it, pontoon boat, for God's sake. Right, I mean, exactly. We don't need the engine, we need the cup holder. You need the cup holder. Right. I mean, <laughs> and you had just installed that 24-karat gold cup, cup holder, holder. Oh, yeah, right? with yeah. the diamond. Uh, diamond encrusted. Yeah, yeah, seemed yeah. like diamond. a crazy idea, but you got insurance. Yeah. yeah. And it's a pontoon boat. Yeah. Right? I mean, right. you're not, not going to impress with the engine. You don't impress with the seats. You impress with the cup holders. right. And the stereo, hopefully. Does your Does your boat have a name? Ah, oh, we've gone through so many attempts. Right now, it's just the boat. Did what y'all you have do? an unnamed boat? I know it's, it's, it's supposed to be something. Bad luck. I know you, you you can't christen it or anything with it. You got what What's yours named? Uh, I have a pontoon. Yeah, I remember. I was and on it a long is, time ago. Yeah, the pontoon. The pontoon. <laughs> oh, That's the pontoon. The pontoon. Because it's, it's funny because it's also. Oh, I, I'm with right? you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. It's. I mean, sometimes the answer is staring you right in the face. This isn't exactly where I wanted to learn that Jamie had a pontoon boat. I was kind of hoping that I would learn that with him saying, hey, Jamie, you want to come on my pontoon <laughs> boat? Yeah. So this is awkward because yeah. yeah. we've, we've, everyone at this table no, has I, been on the pontoon boat except you. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is great. Yeah. I discovered something today that I want to share. Yeah. Magnet fishing. I have Giant heard of that. Magnets. I just recently saw that somewhere. In, yeah. You're talking about like when you're in a kid at grade school and they have the little uh, <laughs> pool and the the little fish like are swimming that. around and you have the pole. The Southeastern Fair the magnet on the midway. Yeah. yeah. Very much like that. Yeah. But I'm saying giant magnet. Huge magnets. Take out the pontoon. Yep. Go to like where the marina is and the yep. gas pumps are and start dropping that magnet and picking up sunglasses and Apple watches and yeah. lost phones. Oh. Did you do some magnet no, fishing? No, no. I, I just discovered it today. 
and it is going to be my new summer hobby. Steve, I've actually been fascinated with magnet fishing for a little while. Like yeah. I watched the YouTube videos of guys who do it. Yeah. Like there's a lot of YouTube videos of guys. Pulling up bikes out of canals yeah. and yeah. safes. And... I always love like the gun episodes. Yeah. Like there's always a gun. <laughs> yeah. Right? And the, the, somebody has thrown a gun into the water. I want to know. And what if there's always... somebody with a filling? Pulling up the body? Yeah, but you get the body? Probably get the, it depends on how long the body's been in there. Yeah. Right? Some if of the those, jaw made shoot right out of it. Yeah, you right. can rip it's it out with a, you know, I mean, depending on how well the body's wedged, I right. guess. I don't know, but I'm doing magnet fishing this cool. summer. It solves some murders. Cool. It seems like such a fun, like, you never know what you're going to get. I can't wait for like 30 episodes from now when you're talking about the time <laughs> you went magnet fishing with Adam on the pontoon boat that oh, I've never seen. It's going to be a great oh, episode. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Been, yeah. Remember yeah. that think... time? Remember when we found that body? <laughs> yeah. Magnet fishing? That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. So good. I wasn't there. Was I wasn't there, was no, no, I? No, 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 no. no, 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 no I don't, no, I don't no. think so. Yeah. yeah okay. For your purposes, he doesn't yeah. have a boat. Yeah. But they've been finding bodies at Mead. Like, like Mead's yeah, is so low that they keep finding you know people who are taken out. Right. But in the casinos up at Mead. Well, the first time I ever went to Vegas was in 91. Okay. And uh, when you flew in at night, it was great because you could see the strip and all that. But now if you fly in, the entire valley's lit up. Yeah. They've, they've grown over the last, I mean, huge grown. They're having like uh, 7,000 people a week at one point. And I was thinking um, all those homes they had to build way out in the desert, which was no longer at way out in the desert. I wonder if there was just an unwritten rule from the contractors that if you find a bone, just keep going. Yeah. Because right. it, it's work would be stopped for how long would the police come out? Oh, you would. Tur- yeah, you would probably. So many problems were buried in shallow holes. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you there was dozens and dozens of bodies yeah. that were just pushed aside. You think they still buried him with cement shoes? <laughs> or just shut up. Go see Harold at the Nugget. Hey, don't bother answering you, that question. He'll give you $1,000 for every body part you found yeah. if you don't just talk about it, right? They're like, yeah. you, you, you found a body? Okay, go see Harold at the Nugget. He's going to give you $1,000. We're never going to mention right. this again. Do you think that the person who was fitting people for cement shoes, they called him the cobbler? Got to go uh, see the cobbler. Right. You don't want to go see the cobbler. You don't want to see the cobbler. No. Yeah. No. Get your own pair of shoes from the cobbler. You get that cement shoes don't work in the desert, right? They do work. Yeah. You, you, but you, you saying you can't, can't bury drown. cement? You just can't drown. It looks dumb now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. To the questions. All right. So <laughs> what we do is we do rapid fire questions. Okay. Oh. So we want, well, these are unrehearsed questions. So here are the three topics. You're going to choose. Don't tell us. You're only picking them one at a time. Okay, here are comedy roundtable topics for our Mark Evans episode. They are, bless you, what happened was, and <laughs> the news that's fit to print. I'm supposed to pick one of those? Pick one of those. Uh, the second one. The second one. What had happened was, starting with Adam. All right. When I was a kid, whenever I got into trouble, I would immediately get everyone that I was together with when I, when I did the troubling action and, and got my story straight. Have you been in a situation where you've had to kind of get your story straight? Well, I went to Catholic schools growing up. Okay. Yeah, so exactly. The nuns, I don't know who's going to be listening to this, but uh, I'll probably get- Mostly nuns. You know those uh, stories, uh, those myths or whatever about the brass rulers across the knuckles? Yeah. And all, all true. That happened. All true. In your world. So when stuff was bad and the nuns were going to be involved, you got to get your group together oh, and make sure yeah, everybody's. And, and it wasn't always easy because they had eyes in the back. They're like spiders, man. They're like eight eyes. They're just not okay. So somebody gets caught smoking in a bathroom in high school and you're everyone well, is like. up through grade school. There was a fire. They were so shooting up. There was a. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there was clearly. Someone has insulin. Someone has diabetes and needs to have some insulin. That's what it was. Not it, it didn't take much to become a felony and. 
what seemed to them. Oh, right. Back then, um, you know, just sisters, uh, they get, they, 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 they chewing will jump. gum. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. it's, do you have a lot of explaining to do with your spouse from being a, getting Catholic a story? Get, no, no, just as a no, general she's actually, uh, when you're, uh, I, I, I was really smart about that. Uh, cause she started, uh, doing stand up five, six years ago. So she, I take her on the road with me. Between that and that uh, app that Apple has about tracing your phone, yeah, I um, am forced into not responsibility having to being yeah. on the grid. Being, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever find yourself using the phrase, "Honey, don't forget who the headliner is"? Oh no, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, you should try that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, try it. Oh, okay. Try it at home. Just be like, hey, yeah. let's not forget who yeah, the headliner the good is. Good news is, is that if you're actually dating or married to a comedian. Um, and you're in an argument, and they're going on too long, you can just light Give them. her the light? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just throw the light. Well, oh, that's yeah. so cute. You sound like a feature. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's amazing. Could you just wrap it up? Yeah. yeah. This is your last joke. All obviously. right, Jamie. What had happened was... All right. Tell us the story of the time that you came closest to committing a felony. <laughs> Ooh. Or if you've committed many felonies, your favorite this. felony. Yeah. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't really... I've been a good boy, but... Um, that's good. You have lived a clean life. I'll ask you it a different way. When you were a child and you dreamed of one day committing a felony, what would that felony have been? What would that felony have been? I was a. Uh, how long you guys lived in Atlanta? A while. Like okay. I'm 20 Except, years. Oh, well, no, he's, he's still he's 40. Born and raised. Okay. Um, remember Studebakers? Yes. I used to DJ there. Okay. okay. Back in the 80s, being a club DJ when you were 25 years old, there was a potential felony every night going home. Yeah. Um, trying to. I know this isn't really a family podcast, but I'm trying to keep it. That's okay. <laughs> Keep it reasonably clean. Yeah. Oh, there was just so much stuff going on. And what was that thing, too? I mean, I've learned my lesson, but they said um, for every person that gets a DUI, they probably drove a thousand times. That's right. When they could have. Yeah. So back in the 80s, every night yeah. was a potential homicide. <laughs> You're talking about with like poor music selection as the DJ? Yeah. Oh, no, I never did. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. So, you know what I'm just thinking is that DJ is, is when you said the 45s, like the yeah, art of DJ has totally changed, right? I mean, right? you were oh. sitting there flipping through files to try yeah, and find that next record. 2,500, And then you'd have to queue up that record, yeah. find the song, make sure you had it on the right song, and then stop it. And get the other, I mean, like the world has totally changed, right? Yeah. When I was doing private parties, like one of them was on the riverboat out at Stone Mountain. Yeah. So the guy would show up with this, and then we have to haul all the music on and all oh, that. Right. Now you show up with a laptop. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you're the done. whole thing DJs is set. today, they don't know how good they have it. They don't yeah. know how good they, they have it. They don't know. We had have. to walk. 10 feet. The, the boat is sinking a little bit. Yeah, the boat's a little bit lower. Oh, yeah. this is going to be a good DJ. We had to carry milk <laughs> crates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to carry 50 milk crates. Yeah. All right. My turn for my question. Okay. Yes. What had happened? Was what is a story from your life that you thought was going to make a good joke but didn't? This is really, really not appropriate. It was a self-realization when I was like five or six, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, this is not appropriate. That's okay. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Tell me. I mean, well, so so hold on a second. <laughs> okay. I, I want to qualify <clears throat> before you make your answer. Yeah. So this is a thing that happened in your life. You thought this will make a great joke in the open mic days okay yeah, and, and you and tell this story as a piece of material as a what happened what because all jokes are based in events that happened okay now I'm, and then you realize i should not have tried to do tell this story <laughs> this way the way you ask that i'm gonna say probably this is not good for you to say but just based on the way you said it please proceed <laughs> <laughs> okay because i guarantee you 
this happened in some shape, form, or fashion to all three of you two. Oh, okay. guys. So we can identify <laughs> with it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't well, drag me into your, yeah, no, your no, hold no, on a second. This is your what happened story was, not my what, I, what happened okay. Why do I get the feeling this is going to be one of those things where he says, it's happened to everybody, and you look at him like, dude, no. that's never happened to <laughs> anybody. This actually hasn't happened. I've never even heard yeah, of that okay. ever did, happening. Did, the, did you think that the audience was going to say that when you told it? Yeah, well, is that what your therapist told you? I, I, I told this way early in open mics. Okay. And okay. I, told the story I actually and... don't actually want to hear what it is. I want to just keep talking around it. Okay. Like, That'd be good. Tell us what I it is. started a little bit, and um, then you'll understand why I really don't need to tell you this. Okay, okay, so this is a story from when you were a child. Yeah. Four, five, six years old. A uh, little older, six, seven. Six, seven, yeah. okay. Eight, 32. Maybe eight. Okay, <laughs> okay. a little bit later. All right. All right. Um, then, okay. Oh, uh, your, your body. Oh, my God, oh! Mark. Are you Whoa. kidding me? Oh, Hold on. There are children here. Yeah, what what is, is your problem? I can't believe I told you. No, I to tell you. No, oh you were right. <laughs> you were right. Is there something above explicit tag? I, I, I don't know I, what uh, I put on this only, episode. I thought we were being oh the clear God. there. Thank God I'm out of this one. Yeah. Hey, see on in here. Whoa. All right. I'm sorry. Please proceed. That is a good spot to end segment. Yeah. Yes, we can all take a shower. Roundtable with our guest, Mr. Mark Evans. We'll be back with more of the Comedy Roundtable, Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, right after this. Right. Did it involve showers? <laughs> <laughs> Story time with former guest Russell Hicks. If you have a lemon tree, is there a way to protect the lemons from lemon stealing whores? Well, I think you know the answer to that. Yeah. American style? I think if you guys know my career well enough, I've spoken in great detail about lemon stealing whores. Yes. And I will refer both of you, all three of you, to my Amazon special, Lemon Stealing Whores. I actually, I found the TED Talk that you did on it was fascinating. I did. I did a TED Talk. I did a symposium on these lemon stealing whores. So we're just going to refer to those rather than answer for, you know, send our audience a little bit down the rabbit hole because it's a rabbit hole. My crowd knows. My audience is tired of me talking about lemon stealing whores. They, to be honest, it was it was almost the end of me. I, I couldn't stop. There was a there was a period in my career where people had to sit me down and said, "Listen, Russ, we get it." Well, it's addictive. The lemon I mean, stealing whores, and, and you an go issue. down a rabbit hole with it. And it and it, it, the deeper you get into it, the more you're like, "That doesn't work. That doesn't work." Well, they that still actually come. they if, still come. Now that you mention it, the answer is a rabbit hole, a literal rabbit hole. And then you just sort of guide the lemon stealing whores down there. So not a figurative rabbit hole. No, this is a this is a literal rabbit hole. You dig a little hole because I don't need to tell you lemon stealing whores. They're they're miniature. They're a minuscule people. They are. You just sort of you guide them down there. You you throw a lemon. You roll it down. They'll go scurrying after it. You know because they can't help themselves. They're whores. Yes, they are. As as we've said, and then and then once they're down there, it's sixth birthday, baby. You get oh, the gasoline. <laughs> Oh snap! You know, and you just fill that sucker up, and then woof, torch the whole thing. All right, this is a comedy roundtable. Our guest is comedian Mark Evans, Jamie Bendel, Jamie Hernan, Adam Haig are your hosts of the comedy roundtable. We are actually on stage at the punchline. If you've at the ever world famous, world famous, now forty-one years old, world famous punchline in Atlanta, Georgia. We are uh, working through our topics. And your remaining choices are Bless You or The News That's Fit to Print. Hmm. It's too broad, so I'll say Bless You. Okay. Bless You, starting with Adam. So when the when I think of Bless You, I think of what you say when someone sneezes, right? They bless you, right? And and I, I, I'm kind of convinced that the Bless You Gazoon type thing 
was really invented. I know it was had to do with some kind of sickness or plague that was going around. So you said, bless you. It's, it, but it's really a way to get out of an awkward situation, right? Because someone next to you has just sneezed. So you have a little phrase that says, oh, bless you, or a gazoon tight. Or what's an, a situation you wish we had another phrase to just, just instantly get you out of it? When your body... Oh, boy, here we go. That no. got me out of it last second. <laughs> <Yeah. Sorry. laughs> oh, the obvious is to go to is farting. Oh, right? Then you just stare him down or just... Well played. Th- but if you had like a phrase, no, that's still. the phrase. Well played. Well played. Like, or if you had a yeah. phrase, you could just say when someone farted and it was like, oh, farting. Well played. And everyone just kind of moves forward. It's like, well played. Oh, all right. Bless you. All right. So thinking back to when you were a five or six year old boy, <laughs> your body. <laughs> oh, right. What phrase like bless your heart do you use as your own personal dig at other people that they may not realize oh, in the front? Didn't have anything when I was a kid, but what I have now is my wife just came up with bless it. Bless it. Bless when it. somebody has done something so stupid or they've made a post that just makes no sense or they just completely show their ass, yeah. it's just bless it. Bless it. It's like an Italian forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. So good. All right. Bless you. Bless you. All right. If you were to be able to absolve people from a injustice that they experience or a fault that they have, what are you picking and why? Oh, uh, most recently, I've always been a quasi fan, but Alec Baldwin, you know, the trouble okay. he's in right oh, now. Right. The gun thing. Yeah. And uh, they took off one charge. It's a minimum five years. And uh, I think that common sense and justice should prevail and let him off the hook. Just from the facts that I know right. about, you know, why was there ever a bullet on stage, much less in the gun? Right. But uh, he's not to blame. And right. just from the facts given, I don't know, there might be some other stuff, but um, boy, this got deep. While they have him in court, though, are there any movies that he's been in that he should be punished a little bit for? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, because Alec did take a life insurance plan out on the other guy like two months before. Allegedly. It was a mo- no, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be, be the plot twist of all plot I twists? I know, right? That just kind of says, or a great like Agatha Christie that says like the actor who wanted to finally oh, like murder the person like he takes the, the prop. the movie too. Right. That would be. It'd be a good like Agatha Christie twist mm-hmm. of the blame the prop guy. The good news is this is, I just checked, this is 11 episodes in a row that we have ended on the topic of death. So this is uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is excellent. About, well, if you want to end it not on that, are any of you guys familiar with the villages in Florida? No. Yes. 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 Okay. You know, it's a geriatric uh, Disney World. Okay. And um, they, um, it's huge. It's beautiful. It's a very Stepford Wives kind of place. There's just so pristine and all that. And they are known for having the largest concentration of STDs in the country. Whoa. And because they are swingers, there's all these things about, you know, upside down pineapples and or a loofah in your golf cart. Follow Whoa. me to the party and all that. Well, it takes a and village to raise a villager. That's, well, I have a theory about that. And these are old people. Oh, it's, yeah, you got to be 55 just to live there. But these are like, oh, that's so the way good. I look at it is uh, they're passing around all these diseases because they're not practicing safe sex is uh, most STDs take, what, 20, 30 years to kill you? Yeah. And these people down there only have about 10 years left in them anyway, so True. they're going to win that race. Yeah, let's go. So that's my little theory if anybody's heading down to the villages anytime soon. It's, a bi- it's one of the biggest. Oh, yeah. Like it's 100,000 people or something. Oh, more than that. Yeah. They got 72 golf courses. What? Uh, they have a TV station, a radio station. They had several communities that formed together to become one big one. Yeah. And it is pristine. I don't know. I hate to think what the HOAs must be down there. But it is amazing. They have on the they have four town squares, and they have a band, uh, good bands too, uh, playing every night. 
seven nights a week till nine o'clock and then everything closes up i'm picturing like the truman show so mark where do people find you on stage been doing a lot of private stuff down in florida okay uh, at the 55 and ups at uh rv resorts believe me are very lucrative oh yeah uh, uh laurie and i did oh, some shows down in the hold keys on oh, hold on a second i feel like the outro just stops being an outro <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. okay just to set the stage rv park people have rv'd in yeah they say tuesday night comedy show they meet down at the local they sometimes they have a little community center sometimes an outdoor bar type thing um are they iding everybody to make sure they're they are at least 55 yeah Yeah. (laughs) well these ones like uh we did a couple down in the keys Lori and i did last month Mm -hmm. and um some of these people um i mean these are million dollar rvs this isn't you know the squat lease coming down and they're spending they say the whole season 30 35 grand to park there Whoa. And really? Uh, they're really high end. Be- the, the facilities they have around there are amazing. Now, the one I did the other night is just a RV park for snowbirds. And it turns out 100% of the crowd were all snowbirds. And they'll have a place to park the RV. Then they have a little cabin that attaches to it. a cabin, for the lack of a better <sighs> term. But they're nice little things, but they're nowhere like in the middle of the state. They're nowhere near the water. But it's when you're coming from Canada, they just want the warmth. Warmth. Right. So yeah. someone has built this ticket, bought this land in the middle of nowhere, yeah. cut down all the palmetto trees, and basically yeah, put in a bunch of. They're bored, and they have, they have a lot of money to spend on entertainment. All right. So for that, we're going to uh, wrap up this episode here because it is uh, almost showtime for uh, the show this evening. You're actually doing a show with a bunch of uh, alumni Jeff, from yeah. Jeff Justice's comedy class. Yep. And uh, folks are coming out and going to do their thing and bring yeah, out That was great because you started about two years before me. In I was, comedy. Yeah, 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 I was in 93. You had yeah, to be 91. 91, okay. And you know how it was. Um, Chris's room had a great setup for an open mic, but there weren't a lot of people there. Right. And the punchline was always great, but most open mics are just brutal. Terrible. And yeah. uh, so when these people come in here and take Jeff's class, they fill the place up for graduation show. They're floating on a cloud. Then they go to an open mic, and the real world sets in. So I was sitting in my hotel room one night out in Vegas, and I was thinking, how can I recreate that night and uh you're only a virgin once so you can't really recreate it but i came up with this alumni group and uh they're free to they have to be have taken jeff's class they've already paid for that yep. and uh i just push say push ticket sales and oh, uh, they get to have a full house at the punchline uh where they can actually do material unlike what you have to do at an open mic it was funny after i uh booked the first one and started selling tickets i thought you know i ought to really check with jeff See if he minds me usually. <laughs> and he was thrilled. Some of them are just doing it still as a hobby, and some are actually trying to progress. Yeah. That's great. All right. So for Mark Evans, Jamie, Jamie, and Adam, this is the Comedy Roundtable. Put your chair back where you found it. We will see you next episode. Yeah.